but you're the expert, so you're going to know what your prices are. Welcome to Boudoir Business Education, a show for current and aspiring boudoir photographers, where we talk about where to start and how to sustain your boudoir portrait business. Hosted by me, Bethany Quinn. Hello, everyone. This is so weird. I'm looking at myself, but then I'm looking at the questions on my Facebook page, and I'm like, getting double dose of Bethany. It's kind of overwhelming. Anyway, hello. Uh, Thank you everyone who asked questions in the thread this week. Um, And thank you for being patient when it comes to responses to the questions. If anyone ever has any advice for anyone that posts in the group, please feel free to help them out because I mean, there's more than one way to do something. So the way that I do things may be different from yours. So please give them perspective and uh, feel free to contribute. But I feel like it's easier for me to explain or answer these questions um, on a video and just talk it through. This is like a podcast recording too, so (laughs) because it will help people who like to listen versus uh, reading. So um, first of all, uh, we're going to start with Nicole's. Nicole left a she left a question in the group. Um, let's see, working on a contract form to connect with my HoneyBook CRM. I plan on having it as a landing page to get leads to try to have everything in one place. Makes sense. What do you find in your contact forms help for your initial call? Um, it depends on what I'm launching specifically. Um, I'm doing a fearless campaign, which is sort of like, 40 ladies over the age of 30 and at the end of once everyone is photographed there we're going to have a gallery celebrate gala celebration and gallery exhibition of these 40 women um so that process is a little bit that application process it's an application um it's a little bit more lengthy because I want more information from them I want to know how dedicated they are so I may have something where it's like uh why do you want to do a boudoir shoot I have that on all my forms though, but like, why do you want to be a part of this project? That sort of thing. If it's like a regular lead that's coming in, then, um, yeah, I wouldn't make it too long because you just want them to like get their information in and then you want to follow up with them as soon as possible. So she said, uh, Nicole says, I have name, phone, address, email questions also include, when are you thinking about having a session? How did you hear about us? Tell me why you want to do a boudoir session. Um, are you interested in setting up a prepayment plan? Uh, so something that kind of popped up to me, um, I would not put that in there. Um, I would also err on the side of caution when it comes to prepayment plans, because you are asking people to give you lots of money for work you have not done yet. And you don't, you have this pressure to shoot a, like however many images that it takes to fulfill that order. Um, also, it is very hard for people to upsell after they someone has been through that prepayment plan. So I vote against that. Um, I know, I think it's Kelly Marie and uh, who's the other girl that she works with that has that boudoir group. Um, oh my gosh, I can't think of her name. Um, I followed them forever and I bought that prepayment uh, plan guide and I was like, 
I don't like the way this feels. So if something feels off to me, then I'm not going to do it, but it may feel good to you and that's fine. Um, but you will not get prepayment plan advice from me. I would take that out of your questionnaire when it comes to people coming to your landing page um, because you just want to get them on the phone, share your experience, share your starting prices, um, and go from there. If they want to book with you, great. If not, that's fine too. At least they know what they're getting themselves into. <laughs> uh, thanks for the likes. I don't know who that came from. Uh, but uh, let's see. Would you like to, also her questions and her form are, would you like to set up a call to go over investment, prepayment options, and anything else you would like to discuss before scheduling? And now a word from our sponsors. Attention all boudoir photographers. Are you ready for an exclusive backstage pass to the world of boudoir? Introducing my exclusive Patreon membership for boudoir photographers like you. Join my inner circle and gain access to a treasure trove of boudoir photography expertise, tips, and inspiration. Immerse yourself in a supportive community where creativity thrives and confidence is celebrated. There are three membership tiers inside of inner circle. The Onyx membership is for the boudoir photographer that wants exclusive extra podcast episodes. The Gold membership is for the boudoir photographer that wants a little bit more with my done for you profitable pricing guide for boudoir photographers, camera basics course, behind the scenes of photo shoots, and live Q&A. The Rose Gold membership is for the boudoir photographer that wants it all. I get it, me too. <laughs> <laughs> it includes everything from the previous memberships that I mentioned prior, plus courses on Facebook marketing and five boudoir poses that generate 1K sales, plus live Q&A. Elevate your skills and in -depth with in-depth tutorials that will take your boudoir photography to new heights. Click the link in the show notes to become a part of our Patreon family today. I would not use the word so investment what because it sounds like you're paying for a car. You're not. It's really like in the grand scheme of things, if you are charging prices that are about the same as getting a car, a luxury car, awesome. Good for you. Uh, if I see investment, I'm like, I don't know. Like that's just my personal um, thing. I would say uh, go over the pricing guide or um, whatever. I would give it a new name. Uh, investment just makes it sound like you're buying a house. <laughs> and I know we want to put in that luxury. We want to push in that luxury brand with all that. But at the same time, um, I don't also want to scare people away uh, when it comes to stuff like that. So, um, okay, she has more. Let me see. And anything else you would like to discuss before scheduling? She also put for this, would you add your calendar link? What else should I include? Um, you do not need to include a ton of things if you're just having people book off your website or maybe you're running a Facebook ad and it's just like the contact form. I know some Facebook ads can do that. I am not a Facebook ad guru. I just know what works for me and I stick to that until it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> then I make a new ad so then it will make it'll work. Um, so I would keep it as 
first name, last name, date of birth, because that's important. Uh, you don't, I don't like to photograph anyone under the age of 18. I don't personally like to photograph anyone that's under the age of 25. Um, it might be different in the country where you're from or where, um, where you're located, uh, or maybe just your morals in general. Um, I would get include their phone number, their email, and then do you have any questions that you would like for your business to address? Um, that's it. Um, I wouldn't include any more than that because you want to make it quick and easy for them to fill out that form so that you can follow up with them and book them. Um, I was jumping around. I don't know if you got all that, <laughs> um, but it just tried to, uh, I was trying to reconnect, but anyway, I would include a calendar link after they fill up to your phone scheduler. Um, after they fill out that form, I haven't had any issues with that. Um, also, so I work primarily with Dub Sato. I know Nicole, you work with HoneyBook. I love HoneyBook. Um, I, I think they're improving in tremendous ways. Um, if you can get them, I know there's probably like a workflow or something that you can set up to where, um, they fill out the form and then, or say they fill out the contact form on your website and then you automatically send them an email that's inviting them to a phone consultation. So, um, I will get to the questions in the comments. So I'm really happy that you're, you're they're coming. Um, okay. So I hope that answered your question. Um, but since we're on this topic, I know, Xandra, hi, how do you reply when they, not for me? Um, yes, you have automation, cool. When you say, with your first question, how do you reply when they're, the day, nah, not for me? What do you, can you elaborate on your question a little bit? I'm gonna answer this next question and then give you time to comment. Okay. The next one is from Katie, and she is asking, how many different options do you give clients? Um, she's referring to print products. So she's asking canvas, matte photo, print, metal, whatever. And then how, oh, I'll get to that next part of half of the question um, after I answer this. So uh, how many different options do you give clients? I have albums, I have metal wall art, and... I have digital files, but I try to push them more towards albums because I feel like digital files, they'll get like one or two, but then I'm like, oh, you should get an album instead because it's more bang for your buck. That way I have, do I have five packages now for my albums? I just changed it. Um, or maybe it's four. No, I have five. I went from six to five. <laughs> um, so uh, I just do it based on the number of images um, per album collection. So if I am shooting, if say they like, it's like an, an image range. So if it's between nine and 20 images that they like, they get like a little uh, five by five album. Um, and that's my bottom package for $1,990. And then um, if they want more images, 
um, then they go up to that. I suggest that next um, pricing, uh, sorry, the next album that goes with that package and so on and so forth. Um, so I just keep it simple. Only if, like offer things that you love. I really love albums. I've done the matted folio boxes, but they're a lot of work. Um, and they're really expensive. So I would really love, like, I like price yourself accordingly. <laughs> um, but I've seen folio boxes. I've done that before. Don't love them. I love them at the time, but albums are just easier for me to work with. Um, I think it would be wise if you wanted to do like the matted print folio boxes for items that are under uh, eight images and under, and then use, well, for my case in my pricing structure, and then use the uh, albums for more than that. Um, yeah, but uh, just a quick answer is just um, albums, metal wall art, and then digital images. And then she asks, how do you present the pricing breakdown to the client? So my clients are getting their image or they're um, getting this info starting at the phone consultation. So I have a little script. I now have someone doing my phone consultations for me because sometimes if it eats at your soul, you just need to figure it out. Uh, honestly, like I can zoom with people all day, but it and talk to photographers and go live here because it energizes me and it excites me. But if I am saying the same thing to four people in a day, it wears on me. Like I need a nap afterwards and my throat hurts. And I just, you know, sometimes, and it still happens. Like I've been doing phone consultations for years and it doesn't, the nervousness never goes away. <laughs> it's so frustrating because it's like the, like, you know, you'll get a lot of people that are, I'm going on a tangent here. So just bear with me. Uh, you'll get a lot of people that are yeses, but when that no comes, sometimes it's a little bit, um, it's not even a no. It will sometimes look like I had someone be like, well, how do she went, she went through the whole process of signing up on my website and then I told her the whole spiel. I tell her my starting prices. Images start at, or I say album collections start at $1,990. And images, uh, what do I say, wall art or prints start at $250. And it can go up from there, depending upon what you go with. As long as you tell them the starting prices, it's fine. So I get to that point. I'm at the end of my script and I'm like, do you have any questions? Do you, um, is there like, what can I answer for you? And she'll be like, how do she, we picked a date too. And she goes, okay, if my shoot is all the way in July, how do I know you're not going to take my money and run? <laughs> and I laughed because it was like, it caught me off guard. No one's ever made it that far. And then was like, how do I know you're not going to scam me? Like I'm a human. I take the time to talk to you on the phone. I go Google me, um, join my group. You're an adult, make your own decisions. I didn't say that, but come on. I mean, honestly, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm glad you think that's funny. Um, but honestly, yeah, it starts at the pricing consult, <laughs> the, uh, the phone call. Then they get an email. That's like a welcome guide. It tells them where they're going to go. 
it's a lot. I send them quite a bit of information, but I want to make sure they're fully informed and that they can see everything. And, um, yeah, I give them a link to my full pricing guide, which that is just a living spot on my work, on my website, because when I change my prices, then I just have to finish, like, just do that. Um, I just have to edit my Wix, like a, a page on my Wix and they have the same link forever. And then during the reveal session, um, so then, you know, they make, it's just the one email that I send to them with the link to my pricing guide. And then it's kind of like, if you're a responsible person, <laughs> you're going to want to know what you're getting yourself into. So you're going to click on that. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then there's like a way for them to sign my agreement too. Um, so that's the only time I show the pricing guide. Honestly, I don't, they don't see a price list when they're in the studio making their purchasing decisions. I have that copy on a clipboard and if they ask to see it, then I'm more than happy to share it with them. But you're the expert, so you're going to know what your prices are. My stuff is always changing. Well, it won't be changing after now. But um, so I like to have a clip, my clipboard with my pricing list right there next to me. Because it's like, okay, this many images. If you're thinking about an album, here's the album that you'll get. Oh, here's a, the different cover options. And then they'll flip through the cover options. It includes da 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 whatever else it includes. And then um, they, and then I say the price. And then I keep my mouth shut because they're trying to think. I know that this is the awkward silence, and I'm giving you more than what you asked for here, Katie, but um, there's that awkward si silence. You keep it awkward. Don't break. Um, because whoever speaks next buys it. So you keep it quiet. They'll thinking in their head, okay, what... I don't know if you can see me when I, when that reconnection thing comes up, when I'm trying to reconnect to the internet. Um, so they could be thinking, okay, I could probably transfer money from one account to this account. And then I don't have to tell my husband or I, maybe she has a secret account. You don't know what she's thinking, but I know from the creatives like perspective brain during that silent portion, it's like, agonizing because you're like, oh my gosh, she hates my work. She's thinking about which ones she can get rid of. And it's like, no, just shut up. Think happy thoughts. Let her figure out her money situation. It is none of your business how she is going to pay you. She's probably trying to think about, okay, how can I afford this? Do I have, let me check my account or let me text so-and-so. And you don't know. You don't know what they're doing. Just let them do it. Stay quiet. Let them be the next ones that speak. So that's how I um, present the pricing. It's not even a pricing breakdown. It's like, these are my prices. You want this album with this many images and this, this, and this? Okay, that's however much money. $1,990. I have never had anyone. Knock on wood. Okay, I thought my dog was going to bark. Um, be like, well, why, does it, why are you so expensive? Why does it cost this much? Because I put a lot of work. And this time, if you're in the set sales session with them, they're not going to be like, why are you so expensive? Because they're going to see what goes into it because you're they're going through the service with you. So 
Um, you don't need to give that your client an itemized bill. That's not what this is. This is you providing a service for them. This is how much it is. End of story. And then once they agree to make that purchase, then you can say, okay, well, if you want this many images, then I'll just throw in an extra one just for the hell of it, you know, whatever. Okay, Zandra, let me get to your questions. Um, when you're on the call and they don't seem to be your ideal client and don't seem interested in booking, how do you nicely wrap up the call? Okay, so I... Um, if they're not my ideal client, I talk to them as if every person, first of all, be excited that they have made it this far in the phone consultation to the phone consultation, because a lot of people will, you know, blow it off, you know, they'll, uh, not, they may not even, you may not think they're your ideal client, but just talk to them as if they are, because you don't, once again, you don't know their money situation. You don't know, um, they can be the ones that determine whether or not that they're your ideal client. There have been people that, oh, let me think about this. You know, you can assume they make so much money a year, but you don't know what their savings is like. You don't know if they've come across, I'm not trying to like rake you over the coals or anything, but that's just the reality of the situation is like, you don't know how much, just pretend like they are your ideal client. And if they let them be the ones that are determining whether or not they're going to work with you. Um, but if it's something where you are like, oh my God, I do not want to work with this person is on the phone. I cannot get them to shut up. Um, and also it depends on like what you're saying to them too, because, um, not that you want to get them off the phone call because they won't shut up because a lot of the times you want them to talk as long as they want, because they're building trust with you. And I just let people talk. Why do you want to do a boudoir shoot? And then they'll just talk forever. But if you are like, if there's like red flags in your head that are saying like, I don't think I could work with this person. Um, they are talking about bringing whatever and whatever you could say, let me think. Cause usually people that I don't want to work with don't make it to the phone consultation or they don't take, like they'll fill out the form and then I will be like, I don't want to work with them. Or maybe going back to what Nicole is saying to her form Maybe that, that can also be a vetting process for who you work with. Um, you know, like, uh, I used to keep it on my form. Um, in order to book a session, you're required to pay a, I think I did like a $190 session <laughs> with hair and makeup. Like, what was I think? I was doing it myself. So I was like, what am I, what was I thinking? I'm going to put this here because... It's just easier because I like to talk with my hands. <clears throat> so I would say you're okay. So in this scenario, you're like, I don't want to work with this person because I don't think that I would normally get along with them. Or maybe there's someone that might have conflicting perspectives politically. If that if the phone call comes to that, I try to keep politics out of it, um, obviously. Um, I 
I would talk about like, you know, you're talking about your, I'm really curious as to like what you say during your phone consultations too, Sandra. Um, not that you have to type it out, but, um, to where you realize that you don't want to work with them. Um, but what I would do is like, you're, you're learning about them. Oh, why do you want to do a boudoir shoot? Well, I had a divorce and you know, I killed my dog because that would be like one of the things that would not make me want to work with somebody, uh, for, that's just a wild example. Um, and you're just thinking, you're listening to them and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, no, I don't want to work with them. So as they're talking, you can be like, okay, so, um, I think you can say to them, based on the answers that you've given me, I don't think that we will be a good fit to work with each other. However, I would keep a backup, you would keep a backup list of other photographers that might be in their wheelhouse. However, I would tell them, I don't think that we would be a good fit. Just be honest with them. Um, to Based on what you're telling me, I feel like another photographer would be a better fit suit for you. And then Google. <laughs> if you don't know the photographers in your area, or um, then I would just Google boudoir photographers in Indianapolis, Indiana. I would check out this photographer, this photographer, this photographer. That way you are, you know, you're breaking up with them, but then you're giving them a resource to um, move on, so to speak. Um, but yeah, that's what I would do in that situation. Um, did that answer your question, Sandra? Do you have any more questions? And I'm also wondering, I kind of want to do like a, um, have like a thread for every week when I plan on going live. Um, that way I can put, have our questions all in one spot. And then when I do the live, then you guys can all just fire away. Any other questions? So I'll just wait here a couple of minutes until, so you can have time to comment or whatever. So I feel like that would be helpful to everyone. So, do, do, do. anyone else have any other questions? Oh my God, I just did that thing. <sighs> Here's a little inside joke. So I, I'm a junkie when it comes to photography education. I like to experiment with things, see if they work out for me or if I like them, and then um, work them in my business, and then um, make it my own thing. And then I like to what see what's working for me could be working for you. Okay, I don't think so for now. I signed on late. That's okay. I so missed the first half. Well, it'll be on a replay. It'll always be here. Don't worry, Zandra. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and wrap it then. Um, oh, what I was going to say was like, I was watching this photographer on Creative Life, and she did this thing of like, does anyone have any questions? And then she takes a big like drink of her drink, but then she does this thing with her tongue that's like, eh. like it's a weird. I don't want to do that on here. <laughs> Not to throw any shade to other uh, photographer, uh, boudoir uh, educators. It was just something that I was like, 
oh God, I wish she would stop doing that. <laughs> oh, this has been so helpful. So glad I found you. Oh, yay. I'm a new photographer doing boudoir for just one year. Woo! How exciting. I'm trying to see more of your comment. Hold on one second. Ooh, my phone is hot. Let's see. Okay. Um, doing boudoir for just one year. So I'm trying to learn as much as possible. It's nice to find a community. Uh, hell yeah, sister. Um, yes. Any questions you have about anything? I'm so glad you're listening to the podcast because these are things that I have been through. <laughs> um, I did portrait photography, uh, the gamut of any kind of portrait photography you could ever think of. <laughs> um, since 2020, oh, sorry, 2011. And then I just niched down to boudoir. Um, and actually going right into the pandemic, which you probably heard on the podcast. So, um, yeah, by the time we went out of lockdown, I like revamped my entire website. All my, I changed all my branding. Um, I showed up, I created a Facebook group. So I hope you're doing that too. Um, because Facebook groups are a lot of fun. Actually, I just got off of mine after I came over here. <laughs> I just hop around from group to group. Um, and, um, yeah, um, it's, I'm so glad I niched down to this, um, this little special thing, um, that we call boudoir, uh, photography, because I loved working with women that are one-on-one. -on -one. I loved, um, the hair and makeup portion of it. Cause that was what I was doing previous while I was in college to update my photography skills. I learned how to shoot on film in high school and was playing in the dark room. And then, um, oh my God, my cat just jumped in the window and scared me. And then, um, <laughs> and then she's like looking at me. Um, and then um, I was like, I am never going to be digital. And then look at us today. Like, this is all, like, hardly anyone shoots film, which kudos if you're still shooting film. It's a lot of work. And it is, I mean, it's incredible. Anyway, um, I am so glad that you're following along. <laughs> awesome. I'm so glad to hear that you're, um, you're going through the podcast and going through all the episodes. It's so exciting. Hi, Amy. We're just about to head out, but I didn't know if you had any questions. Um, or uh, I, I'm more than happy to hang around here for a couple more minutes because photography people are my people. Don't mind. My cat is trying to come in through my window right now. She's normally an inside cat. And she's just sitting outside my window looking at me like, what are you doing? Let me in. All right, I am. If you ever have any questions um, about the podcast episode or how to do something from the podcast, like let me know. I am more than happy to clarify anything and like update uh, whatever it is that I'm teaching along the way too. So, okay, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta let my cat in. She's freaking out. But um, I will see you all. What is next week? Oh my gosh, I will not be out here next week. I am moving. However, I'll pick a date to go live. I'll put this in the group right after I get my cat in. Um, pick a date to go live. And then um, what I'll do is keep it as like a thread that you guys can ask questions and then I'll answer them um, as soon, like in the next live.
Oh, thank you. She loves hearing about my journey. Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, being a photographer isn't for the faint of heart, as you all have probably realized that. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that my story helps you and what I've learned along the way also helps because then you can avoid the weird stuff that I've been through. <laughs> all right, dears, I will see you all uh, in two weeks. So um, have an amazing week. I'll create that thread right now. Before Business Education is supported by our listeners. If you'd like to be a supporter, please contribute on the button in the show notes and we'll give you a shout out during the broadcast. Special thanks to Sarah Wilkie, podcast editor and media artist, Amy Quinn Photography, a black and white boudoir photography studio that helps the modern woman feel more confident in her own skin.